The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to rock up, put on the sequence and say guten tag from Lisbon. We bring you Australia's only Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, Hobart. Now, here's your host, Ben Navratova. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast. As we come to you today to wrap up the 2018 Eurovision Song Contest, it had it all. It had the controversy. It had winners. It had losers. It had plenty of things to talk about, and that's what we're going to do today. As myself, Ben, direct from the Eurovision hotbed of Thailand, uh, as joined by two other Eurovision hotbed people, including Alex Marilla from Melbourne, Australia. Hello, Alex. Welcome back to Eurovision. Thank you, Ben. Pleasure as always. And it's a pleasure as always to have Mr. Jared Lubeek from Emu Plains in Australia. Welcome back, Jared. How, how are you feeling? You're, you're probably the saddest out of all three of us, aren't you? Eurovision's over again for another year. Yeah, it's, it's depressing. Um, I'm just hoping that uh, Eurovision Asia gets off the ground, um, so I have something else to look forward to this year. Is that still happening this year? Has that been announced? Uh, do you know, or are we still waiting for that? I think we're still waiting... I mean, Wikipedia says it's meant to be in October, but it's very kind of like limited information. So um, we will see. Right. Yes. And maybe Australia can um, get 20th in that too, because I guess the uh, main talking points right now, if you haven't watched Eurovision, you, you haven't seen it yet, then I don't know what the hell's wrong with you because it's been 24 hours now. So we can officially say that the winners are Israel. Uh, Netta won with Toy. It was the favourite when we first started talking about this. It kind of slipped down a little bit, but it went back into the favouritism. It's the first time in 20 years Israel have won Eurovision, and pretty uh, amazing again, considering that a year ago we thought they were gone. Um, I mean, we started doing Eurovision, uh, Eurovision back in 2015 with the greatest song in the history of Eurovision. Golden Boy was cruelly robbed, so can we just say hashtag justice for Golden Boy? Uh, four years a little bit late. But, um, yeah, Israel, the winners of Eurovision 2018. Jared, how are you feeling about this? I feel good about it. I think kind of of the two favourites, Cyprus was potentially um, the song that I preferred, but I think every single performance of uh, Israel's song just got better and better. Even her performance after she'd won was probably, I think, her best performance of that song, which usually, like, traditionally, after they win, it's, like, their worst performance because yeah. they're so emotionally, like, wrecked. But, like, that song just got better and better, and I think from the semi-final to the final, there was huge improvement, and just, like, the way the crowd got involved in the atmosphere there just, like, really 
um, took it to a new level. Uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with her winning performance. I agree with you. I remember last year's wasn't brilliant, um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely was a great performance. Alex, uh, how are you feeling? Israel, uh, winners of Eurovision 2018. Yes, I'm very comfortable with it. It's um, there are a couple that I would have been very happy to see win, and Israel was one of them. So. I think it's a deserving winner. And, uh, you know, what's really funny is that, and we'll get to Australia soon, but a lot of people talking about Australia and everything, and, of course, people always come back with the retort, you know, well, Australia's not even in Europe. And then all the people are actually like, well, neither is Israel, um, which I kind of think is kind of an interesting thing. But I think Israel's more in Europe just for people who are trying to use that as an excuse. I mean, I'm pretty sure when it comes to, say, soccer, they represent themselves in UEFA. Um, and, uh, like, global affairs, I think they're kind of considered more part of Europe now than Asia or the Middle East. But, um, yeah, it's their fourth time that they've ever won Eurovision. Uh, they, they like winning it in years with eight in it. Uh, they very first won it in 1978. They backed it up a year later with 1979. Then they won it in 1998 and now 2018. So there's a bit of a stat beat. Three out of the four times Israel have won it. Um, it came down to a year ending with eight. And uh, our top, we'll just go to our top five and we'll talk about some other ones along the way. Cyprus uh, sadly couldn't bring home uh, the very first Eurovision trophy uh, with Elena, uh, Laney, sorry, uh, Fuego second, who was a lot closer this year than uh, last year. And I think the biggest shock, none of us I think even put this in the ballpark, did we? Austria was third. Uh, so we'll talk about that one separately. Uh, Germany performed very well. They were fourth. And Italy, fifth. Uh, of course, they got uh, the last performance there. So two of the big uh, five coming home in the top five. So that's pretty big there itself. Um, just on the top five, actually just talking a wide range of things in terms of the, the placings. And remember, we'll keep Australia separately. I'll start with you, Alex, this time around. Uh any other ones there that kind of surprised you? Because, again, Austria, we didn't really talk too much about them, I feel. But uh, were there some ones that you thought deservedly should have finished higher and some that should have finished lower? <clears throat> Ireland, excuse me. <laughs> um, I, I guess Austria was the one, and it was weird kind of watching the, the jury votes come in because as they kind of came in, I, at first I was thinking, like, oh, you know, I really want Cyprus, I really want Cyprus, you know. No, no votes for Israel, go Cyprus. And then once Austria got all the votes, it was... I don't really care anymore. Just give me one of the other ones. I can't believe this is even remotely close to the top. So um, that was probably the big shock. And then I think just kind of the differentiation between the jury votes and the um, and the public votes for a few of the big ones, like Sweden, um, was probably one that was a bit of a shock to me as well. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Australia when it comes to that sort of thing too because that was a, a big discrepancy. But, uh, yeah, Jared, what was your take on kind of the, the finishing positions of all the uh, countries? Yeah, there was nothing that really stood out to me as being terribly wrong. I think, I mean, there were a couple of songs that I didn't like, like Albania and Lithuania, that I feel finished a little bit high. Um, but other than that, I suppose the other one that sticks out to me is uh, the Ukraine, just because it did really well um, in the televote. I think it got like 119 points. And when it came to the jury vote, it got the lowest score out of all the songs. Mm. So it was kind of a, a bit of like a, a reverse Austria in, in that way. Yeah, it's it's just so interesting this this scoring system. I know we talked about like we talk about it every year really. And the one year that we haven't done Eurovision, uh, you know, in the four years since we've been around was of course the year where in Australia uh, was second with Dami Im. But I mean, do we like this system still, guys? I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, it's just this whole way they do it right at the end when 
you know, you just don't know how many points people are going to get either. Uh, I just don't know how I feel about it. I like the old days where it just kept going and going the way it did, and then you kind of knew by a certain point who was going to win, and you could do the math yourself. So, and you, there was no surprises of, oh, okay, the last place country is going to get, like, 400 points as opposed to, like, 200 points. I'll start again with you, Jared. Do, I mean, any thoughts this year on this? I mean, is it is it something that you're a fan of? I mean, how do, how do you take it? Um, I think I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think it does have its good points. Like, it does remain a lot more interesting throughout. And, like, even, like, this year seeing kind of Austria come out on top with the the jury vote and then just being like, well, is this, what is going to happen here type thing? And the fact that it did come down to, like, the last set, but still, I think, like, it delays the suspense a bit, but you still do lose it because as soon as they, like, announce whoever's got the second highest number of points, it, it kind of kind of ruins it. And I was a fan of the old system in the sense that I kind of like it um, being an average of the televote and the jury vote. I don't know. I just think that's a better way to do it. Um, yeah. To, yeah. Do the voting. I agree. Alex, you got any thoughts on it? No, yeah, I'm fine with it. I guess I probably wasn't that familiar with the old system in terms of, like, whether all of them were telly and jury or whether some were telly, some were jury, because that was the bit that always got me, that it seemed like each country was a little bit different in how they voted. So I don't mind that they're all kind of the same. I wouldn't mind it if when the person's announcing the 12 points that they couldn't, like, just immediately do the public one at the same time. Like, I feel like that's not that much to ask. Yeah. But I, I could also be extending an extra, like, 45 minutes onto it, so I'm not sure. That's a good idea. I'd, I'd like that. I mean, I, I liked it back in the day when they, like, each country would read out, like, one point, Estonia, two points, United Kingdom. You know, you were there for a lot longer, but... Um... Yeah, any, any standouts on our uh, representatives? I, I, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I didn't get a chance to really watch this live and kind of skim through a lot of it on YouTube the next morning and haven't had a chance to watch the whole thing. So a lot of the uh, representatives I did skip through. So, uh, Alex, any of the, the representatives from the countries that you remember that stood out for you? And, and I guess a comment on non-Lin Chin. Yeah, I did think the Australian fella... Uh, rambled on a little bit, which was always disappointing, but uh, just kind of went a little bit too long in his uh, in his speech. But I guess the two that stood out to me were the two that tried to be funny, which is always a risk if it goes wrong. So the one that called out Kanye West and the one that called out La La Land, can't even remember which countries they were, but I, I didn't think it was that amusing. But I guess I remembered them, so well played to him. Jared? Yeah, I feel like there was less kind of stuff-ups and funny moments. I think it is kind of a... I, um product of like the new system the fact that now they're only kind of giving out their 12 points separately i think there's kind of a lot less room for them to um drag it out out and and have these funny moments i think the guy from sweden was interesting he kept saying that like i don't know he got his clothes from like the guy performing or something or other i don't know it was he was wearing some interesting things um but yeah overall everybody was kind of fairly straightforward i agree the, the australian guy did ramble on a bit but i think he was just kind of saying hello to all his family in portugal and so. I, I think that's Fair why enough. they chose him because i, I saw lily chin's twitter and she's acting like generally lily chin's twitter is actually hilarious like she's always posting funny things but it was actually a fairly serious tweet that she posted out she just said like for those asking um i wasn't asked this year 
So maybe because I think that guy obviously was Portuguese or something like that. So, I mean, clearly we're all big followers of SBS outside of Eurovision. So <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. He's probably SBS's Carl Stefanovic or something. So uh, good for him. Um, just And also, did either of you, Jared, did you watch the SBS coverage, Alex? I'll, I'll start with you. I think, Alex, you watched a YouTube one. Jump, jump in there if you did, Alex. But, uh, Jared, how was the SBS coverage? Uh, it was. It was predictable um, in that it was terrible. Um, I don't know. They're just they're so, so annoying and just the whole time watching it, it's kind of like just bring back Julia and Sam and, and they always talk when they shouldn't be talking. Like when they're interviewing people, then they'll talk over the top and then they reuse the same like jokes and lines from semi-final one and semi-final two and it's like heard this all before and like you come up with something new to say. Alex, did you end up watching YouTube or was it the SBS? Um, I watched it, uh, when I watched it live, I watched it on YouTube, but then, um, I was over at my parents last night for Mother's Day, um, and they were watching a bit of it on SBS, so I got a little bit of kind of SBS after watching it on YouTube, and I can uh, comfortably say I still prefer the YouTube coverage. <laughs> well, the funniest thing I found about the YouTube coverage, um, is the fact that there's no commentary at all, so I love the fact when you do, like, them walking through the door and, like, oh, look, I'm, you know, surfing, like, you can just make your own jokes up for them, and it's just it's just so cheesy and funny to watch it with no commentary. Um, the one, I will say, the one bit I did see uh, was the stage, uh, the Invader on Suri's performance, uh, to which they, somebody had tweeted uh, what Joel Creasy said, where he basically called him, he said, like, oh, some absolute cockhead jumped on stage. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute, I didn't see Joel on stage, what's going on there? But uh, that then apparently got the attention of J.K. Rowling, who tweeted out, apparently the Australian commentator called that person a cockhead, nobody should ever say that they shouldn't be in Eurovision again, to which, of course, Joel Creasy has made it all about himself. Of course he has. Um, so that, I literally saw, like, 10 seconds of his coverage, and that's enough to make me want to kill my ears but the, the stage invader i mean again i i wasn't watching this live i didn't see the the um the british performance um alex i mean this is two years in a row now but we didn't have a person in an aussie flag wrapping his bum up but i mean this is what is what is happening with eurovision security surely they should have tightened this down but holy crap i am looking forward to the future eurovision security contest where yeah. everyone brings their best guards <laughs> but no um I don't know, because weirdly enough, me watching it live, I must have, like, drifted off for a sec, I reckon, because, you know, the UK song's just so wonderful. Because I couldn't even remember seeing it live, and then I suddenly saw the replay, and I was like, wait, what? Like, this happened? Like, how did I miss this this morning? Like, it was... It was crazy. I have no idea how they did it. Well, at least it found a way, as you kind of said there, to make the UK performance exciting. So, you know, they had that going for it. Um, Jared, what, what is happening with Eurovision? Yeah, I don't know. That whole situation was... So weird. Initially, I thought, because they didn't really show the moment because they were close up of the person actually getting on the stage. And then they kind of pulled back and there was someone there. And then he tried to grab the microphone. He was saying stuff. And I'm like, I didn't know the UK had like a rapping section in their song. Like, where did this come from? Who's this random guy? And then I I realized, oh, somebody's tried to invade the stage. Um, But I think overall, I mean, it's kind of a benefit for a crummy song because you get those sympathy votes, which I think, like, in a way, it kind of helped the United Kingdom. Kingdom and and I read that they did have an option to perform again yeah. at the end because I remember once Spain had their um, not too long ago like a couple of years ago Spain somebody jumped on the stage and kind of crashed their performance and then they got to perform again at the end uh, yeah but so she was given that option but she chose not to which 
is an interesting one. I think it would have been better for her votes and stuff to definitely go again at the very end. I think it would have been hilarious if she had then gone and gone, oh, shit, I've got a better song, guys. Hang on. Uh, this was planned. That was my brother. Uh, I've just quickly written a new song. It's, it's better. Um, Australia. Wow. We, we all said that it would be at least in the top ten. I said a week ago that basically this could be our first win. We ended up with our worst ever performance, 20th position. I, I mean, I saw the performance. I definitely think she improved in the semifinal. Um, there's just something missing, though, isn't there? I, we talked about this in the semifinal. She, she needs something happening more on the stage. You know, a bit of flames going on was okay, but I don't know. There's just something with the staging with it. But, I mean, we did fairly okay with the, uh, the jury vote, but what did we get, nine points from the telly vote? I mean, that's... Dead last. Embarrassing. Um, wow. It, we've really been shot down to earth. Hopefully this uh, Eurovision Asia does happen. So, you know, what we only have to beat, like, 12 countries. So at least we're almost in, like, the top 10. Jared, I mean, were you shocked? Did you think we deserve 20th? I mean, do you think we deserve better than that? Uh, I think we deserved at least a couple of places higher. I would say based on the night, we probably didn't deserve uh, top 10 overall. But I think kind of around the 14, 15 mark would have been fair. I think... We've never done that great in the televote. I think Dami finished maybe fourth, which is probably the, the best that we've ever done in the televote. And then obviously last year uh, we got two points, so this well, was an improvement that was on deserved. that. But, but I think the fact, yeah, that, that it, was, it wasn't so much the lack of points, it was just the fact that it was dead last in the televote. And you can't tell me that like that performance was the worst out of all 26. Like There's no way. So I think this is definitely kind of a flow-on effect of not having any neighbours in Europe, people not wanting Australia to be in it and getting all uppity about it. And then also I think the novelty of having Australia in it has kind of worn off a bit now that we've been in there for a while. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, Alex, what what did you think of it? Yeah, look, it was obviously a surprise, but I can kind of understand to a certain extent where not only kind of that we're not the novelty anymore, but I think we kind of have to have some kind of cutting edge to our performance to make ourselves stand out and make Europe remember to vote for us in that case. Because, I mean, like, again, Jess was was good, but you're right, there wasn't, you know, there was nothing to kind of, to make it look like what most of the top 10 performances were. And that's probably the difference in the end, is that ours was very kind of up and down, straightforward, whereas a lot of the ones getting votes this year had something special about them. And... Just on in terms of the votes itself with the jury, uh, is this the first year that we've actually never gotten 12 points from anyone? I think even What's-His-Face last year got a couple of 12 points, or at least one from memory. Um, this year, the best we got, we got 10 from Denmark, who I think are always giving us points, 10 from France, uh, and our next highest then was uh, 8 from Sweden. Who, like, Are we neighbours with Sweden? Because haven't we given Sweden 12 points every freaking year we've been in Eurovision? I swear we always give them 12 points. Jared, you're a stat man. Do you know anything about this? Why are we, What's with Sweden? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of an obsession. I think... Um... I think we've, like, kind of worked closely with them, and they've given us good points in the past, so I don't know. It's just just a thing we've got going on, giving them 12 points every year. Well, I'm just I'm looking here. So most points given in the grand finals. It's actually Belgium, believe it or not, uh, we've given the most. We've given 34. Bulgaria was 31. Sweden, 24. Moldova, uh, yeah, sorry, UK, 23. Moldova, 22. Received, maybe it's just a case of us, because Sweden like us. Sweden have given us 46 points. Uh, and what that's out of a possible 48. Is that right? 
Um, three, have I done my maths correctly there? The guys, four, four years, 12 points. Yeah, so only one time. And it was this year. They no, that. No? Is it's double, though, because uh, of the televote, right? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. Yep, I, I, I'm good at math. Uh, Denmark second. Iceland. So Scandinavia and Australia are apparently neighbours. United Kingdom fourth and Poland like us. They're in the top five. So interesting there. And, I mean, just on Jess, in terms of the semifinal, it's not like we just snuck in. We were, like, fourth in the semifinal, weren't we? So, you know, interesting there. Um, any other things that you want to mention before we go through our ratings? I mean, again, off to Israel next year. It sort of was a plan of mine to try and get to Eurovision this year, but we're going to try and make it a bit more of a thing next year. So it looks like, uh, might be heading to Jerusalem or Tel Aviv or wherever they, have they announced the city yet? Do we know? Or, or do they do that at a later point? Well, Netta yelled Jerusalem. So I was backing that, but that's purely because Netta yelled it out. Okay. (laughs) Uh, oh, you did. Yeah, you're right. I can see it here. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on his Twitter account that the contest would be held in Jerusalem, but it is yet to be confirmed by the EBU. Um, and then apparently the Finance Minister Moshe Kachlon also said in an interview that it would only be held in Jerusalem and it is estimated to cost 120 Israeli shekels, roughly 35 million US dollars. I, I still think we need to actually um, work out how the hell they're still in it again when they pulled out. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yes, guess to our rankings time in terms of at least where our points were and everything. Uh, I don't know if you guys are actually following along with this or wrote this down along the way. Uh, how are you feeling about how you went? Alex, uh, do you think you, you beat both Jared and I with your predictions? Not sure overall, but I think I was a lot closer than I have been in previous years. So I'll always take that as I think I'm kind of learning each year how close I'm getting. Um, I think we need to rank. uh, I think we need to rank the uh, presenters as well from Ah. one to four at one point as well. Okay, that's very important. Yeah, no, I I definitely I will take that on board because I I don't have that. Uh, Do you want to do it now, Alex? I I feel like you've got this prepared or something. Give give us your rankings of our four presenters. Uh, I do, sorry, just my thoughts. Um, the weakest link, I think, was unfortunately definitely uh, Sylvia Alberto. She struggled with, uh, I don't think English is her first language, and some of her questions were certainly uh, not uh, that fluent, I think, in the way she said them. I think there was one interview with Norway that just didn't work at all in the middle. Um, I have Katarina third, because I don't think she really added anything. Philomena second from the green room. I thought she did quite a good job. And Daniela Ruat was clearly like the standout presenter who knew what she was doing. Oh, the fact that you've got their names, like I feel like I want to give you an extra point just for your, your progress there. Um, Jared, did, do you have that? I mean, were you that in depth with your watching of Eurovision? Uh, I don't, but I would agree with those rankings. Me too. Absolutely. Um, I, I 100%. Uh, all right, Jared, how do you think you went on your uh, predictions? Uh, I didn't think it went well. I feel like there, I mean, some are okay, but there's just others that, uh, um, yeah, I was nowhere near. So I think overall it, it's not looking good this year. All right. Well, I will say just to remind our listeners that uh, we did all these predictions in our uh, semi-final episode and we will get a point for being the closest. And that also, there'll be double points, well, double points if you get it spot on. But for example, if say we predicted a country would finish 15th and another said 17th and they finished 16th then we both get the point because we won away so there's no over under all right so they go through from 26th through to first so dead last portugal 
Uh, I think this is the second time in like three or four years that the host has finished last. So clearly Portugal just don't give a shit and they don't want to host it again. Uh, they were 26. So in our predictions, Jared, you said that'd be 22nd. I said that'd be 24th. Alex, you said it'd be 25th. You get the point for that one, Alex. Uh, Finland were next. Poor old Finland. I like the Finnish song. 25th. We all thought it was going to finish higher than that. Uh, Alex, you said as high as 13th. I said 16th. Jared, you said 18th. You were closest with that one. Uh, the United Kingdom, well, they were 24th. Maybe they got the symphony symphony points at the end there. Uh, both Alex and I said that'd be dead last. Jared, you get the point because you said they'd be 23rd. So you were very close with that one. Uh, Spain, uh, they finished in 23rd. Jared, you said 17th. Alex, you said 20. I actually said 23rd. So I'll take the double points there. Slovenia were 22nd. Uh, and I'll just cut to the chase of this one. Alex, you said that'd be 22nd. You get double points. How do you, is that what you would like always wanting to hope that your bucket list that one day you would get Slovenia correctly finishing at 22nd place at Eurovision? I think it's vindicated because I also said in the first episode we did that they'd make the final and I got a little bit ridiculed for it. So I've got it perfectly right this time twice. You are. Look at you, your Slovenian knowledge, Mr. Slovenia. Uh, Hungary were 21st. And I also said they would be 21st. Uh, just uh, on paper, both you guys had them a lot higher, 11th and 10th. Um, Jared, 11th. Alex, in 10th place there. Australia, poor old Australia, 20th place. Point goes to Alex. She said they'd be 9th. So <laughs> you were the closest there. That might be the biggest discrepancy between these, by the way. I haven't gone through into that much detail. Serbia were 19th position. Jared, you get the point. You said they would be 21st in that one. Uh, the Netherlands, 18th place for them. Uh, and the closest there was Alex. You said they'd be 11th. So we uh, all thought they would be finishing a lot higher. Jared, you said that'd be his fifth. But, uh, yeah, poor old Netherlands. The Ukraine, 17th place. I was well off. Uh, Jared, you said that'd be 19th. So you get the point there. Ireland, pfft, 16th position. Uh, and guess what, Alex? You said they'd be in 16th position. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, you and your Irish laugh. Norway, 15th place. Maybe a lot lower than many people said. Uh, Jared, you were closest there. You said they would be 12th. Uh, Bulgaria ended up in 14th. The point is shared between myself and Jared because I said 18th. Jared, you said 10th. Uh, no, that's not correct. Hang on a minute. Let me do my maths here correctly, Ben. Alex, you said 17th. So you're closest there. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'll claim it. What did I say before about uh, me uh, not having gone to school? Hang on a minute. Let me just quickly adjust the total here. Uh, ooh, it's sort of changed it. Uh, all right, what was that? That was Bulgaria. Okay, hopefully there'll be some more changes here that will be different. France, 13th. Uh, I said that'd be 13th, so I'll take the uh, double points there. Lithuania were 12th, and I said they would be 11th, so I get the point there, um, where are we now? Moldova, oh, poor Moldova, bring back Epic Sax Guy, uh, 10th place, and that point goes to Jared, because you said they would be 13th, Alex, you said they'd be second, wow, um, <laughs> Denmark, you missed Albania too, did I miss Albania? Oh, I did too, apologies, yep. 11th Albania was, uh, I got the point, because I said that'd be 20th, so, <laughs> Oh, uh, Jared, you said that'd be like That's why you wanted me to bring that up, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> the fact they got dead didn't get dead last. Anyway, all right, Denmark. Um, such an overrated song. Um, ninth. They finished ninth. Uh, Jared, you said that'd be 16th, so you get the point for that one. Estonia, eighth. 
Uh, and guess what, everybody? The point goes to Alex, because he said they would be six, and you got the closest. Seventh position, Sweden! And that point also goes to Jared, because you said they would be in ninth. Uh, we're getting to our close ones. Our Czech Republic finished uh, quite high up. That's apparently a non... I did read that is the highest ever finish Czech Republic has ever had at Eurovision. I said that'd be six. I get the two points there. And our top five, Italy. Uh, so points are shared there because Jared and Alex, you both said they would be 14th. So you both get a point for that. I said that'd be 15th. Germany, uh, I said they would be fifth. So I get the point for that one. Austria were third. The closest. Jared, you were actually high on Austria because I said 19th. Alex said 18th. You said 6th. What was what was it about you and Austria? I can't remember what you said the other day. Um, it was just it was the song that I fell asleep in, so I had no idea. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's an inoffensive song that obviously most jury members put high. There you go. That's, that's the way to do it. Put Jared on the jury next year. That works. I fell asleep. I'm just going to poke the high. Uh, and that leads us to the top two, which I think we know how this is going. We actually all get a point for Cyprus because you two declared it the winner. I said it would be third. So we're all one away. We all get the point. I said Israel would win. I get the two points. So with the slight point adjustment with my fuck up earlier on, uh, that actually puts Jared and Alex, you both tie for second in 11th place, and I get the win again on 14 points. So, yeah, two years in a row, guys. Pick up your game. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but it's over. It's all done and dusted. Any final thoughts on Eurovision? Uh, I know, Jared, you mentioned the possibility of Eurovision Asia. Do we dare to even consider doing junior Eurovision, or are we just going to be such horrible people to these little kids? Jared, sorry, if I didn't say your name. I, so, sorry, I, I think it's best to leave it. I think we've got enough Junior Eurovision with our Norway song this year, so I think kind of that's my fix for the year. Where is Junior Eurovision this year? Do we know? Um, do we even follow it? Uh, oh, there's also Choir of the Year, everybody. Like, we don't forget about that. Um, Alex, are you down for Junior Eurovision? <laughs> I mean, if I say I enjoy watching the kids perform, it comes across in this new world as not being a great thing to say anymore. But um, You said it, not me. <laughs> I know. I'm a little bit terrified of that. No, apparently it's in, um, where is it? Minsk. It's, it's in, in Belarus. Belarus. Um, uh, probably not, but I am looking forward to hashtag hunt for golden boy. If you end up in Israel, I think that's a must. Ah, uh, yes, I could find him, couldn't I? Like, I could actually you track should. down, was it Nadev? 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 How do you say his name? Um, yes, that's my goal. If we ever end up in Israel, I'm going to find him and I'm going to interview him. Like, he might perform. Like, I mean, why wouldn't they bring back Golden Boy in, like, the fourth anniversary of it? You know, the song that was robbed. Um, apparently Wales is making its debut in Eurovision. Isn't that just the United Kingdom? Uh, so interesting. So far, the current countries representing themselves in Junior Eurovision, we have Armenia, Belarus, France, Georgia, Ireland, Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, Russia, and Wales. Uh, so Australia have yet to be uh, officially announced as returning. So there you go. What is the age limit? It's like 14? So, yeah, no, we shouldn't really do that. I'll be too mean. Uh, Jared, thank you. Alex, thank you very much for your time again. Jared, uh, how many days now to Eurovision 2019? Uh, too many to count, but um, I'm getting in there early. I think our artist for next year is going to be... Uh, I think they're sending Delta. Del oh, now, Delta would 
Bring in the votes, surely. Well, I don't think you've ever really heard of much. But uh, anyway, uh, that's, that's a good thing. We should end it out on. Alex, who's your prediction? Who will Australia... Will we be even invited back? Who knows? Uh, Alex, any final thoughts? And who will Australia's representation be next year? Um, I'm going to stick with the Australian Idol theme and go with Ricky Lee Coulter. Oh, yeah. I see it. I see it. I'm going to go on the trend of swapping genders every two years, and I'm calling it Shannon Noll. Uh, we need to finish second again. So, Nolsey, bring him back. Bring back the Nolster. So, I would like to see that. Either that or... Um, oh, why have I gone blank on his name? Who's the one who uh, ended up with Paris Hilton? Um, oh, help me out here. God, our Australian Idol knowledge. Millsy, Rob Mills. There we go. Um, yeah, he's not doing much. He's going to theatre. Anyway, thanks anyone for listening to anyone. Thanks everyone for listening to you or anyone in general. You're for 2018. We will be back next year uh, in Israel, hopefully even directly from the country itself. It's a pleasure having you all on board on the show this year. And we will close out by listening to Toy, as uh, this is the song that won Eurovision for 2018. Good night and see you in Jerusalem. 